Good morning, everyone. How are you doing on this Supernatural Saturday? I am Praying Medic, and I'm the host of this live stream, and it's called, that's right, Supernatural Saturday. I do a live stream here on Telegram on the second Saturday of every month at 1 p.m. Eastern. And if you can't join the live stream on Telegram, you can catch the replay on Rumble. I also post them on both of my websites. Uh, my websites, by the way, prayingmedic.com is my main website where you can find videos, articles, podcasts, books, all my resources, prayingmedic.com. And by the way, there is a podcast page on my website. <laughs> if you go to the tabs or if you go to the little portals on there, you can hit the podcast page and you can download my messages, including the prayer uh, recordings. So people sometimes ask, they want to know, hey, I want to find this particular prayer. Uh, how do I download it? Just go, go to the podcast page, scroll through, find it, download it. <clears throat> Keep it on your device. Hey, that way if we lose power, lose internet, you got it, right? Uh, the other website is prayingmedic.org. That website is for our nonprofit ministry. Uh, primarily spiritual matters. So a lot of spiritual teaching on there, videos, podcasts, articles on hearing God's voice, physical healing, emotional healing, deliverance, uh, traveling in the spirit, and all things related to God's kingdom. Those are on prayingmedic.org. And there is a donate tab on that website. It goes to our Give, Send, Go page. So we received uh, donations through Give, Send, Go. The website for that is givesendgo forward slash PM. All right, that is going to do it for announcements. This episode of Supernatural Saturday is a question and answer. Uh, you have questions? I might have answers. I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, I'm going to just open up the platform here to anyone who wants to ask me a question. Uh, if you have uh, something that's really um, irritating you, something that's annoying you, something that's frustrating you, and you feel like you just want to vent that issue in the form of a question, um, that this is not the, the uh, platform for that. Uh, look, we're, we're all dealing with issues, but this is not a place to come on and just rant for 10 minutes about what's, you know, bugging you. If you have a question, happy to hear it. I'll try to answer it. If you have a testimony, uh, something cool that God has done for you, we'd be happy to hear it. If you want to speak, go in the app, hit the little button that says raise hand, and raise your hand, and I'll call on you. Uh, if you have your hand raised and you do not intend to ask a question or share a testimony, please put your hand down. Uh, it'll make things a lot easier. All right, I am going to get going. I see we've got a couple of people here already who have their hands up. Gay Turner, you are next. Gay, you've got your hand up. Uh, if you could unmute yourself, what's on your mind? Okay. Anyway, um, I have two questions for you, Dave. First okay. one is what, okay, now I better ask the second one first. This morning, I noticed what your salutation was for Veterans Day. Yes. It was very short. It was very sweet. You noticed that, that huh? Lot. Had had 
very few words saying a whole lot. Yep. Can you expound on your understanding of what's coming to our soil in America? Yes, I will. What's your second question? My second question is, um, what is the most recent dream that you have had concerning the United States that might be helpful to people who are prophetic intercessors? And I, okay. it's the most, the most recent one. Okay. Well, I'm going to answer both questions with one answer. Okay. Because the latest dream was last night and it's rather concerning. Okay. So I'm going to talk I woke about up it. This morning, wanting to hear, this morning, I felt like I needed to hear your most recent dream. So. Okay. I'll talk about it. All right. Here we go. Um, all right. So last night I had a dream. It was 2.45 ish in the morning. So yeah, I've been up since three. Uh, <laughs> thank you, coffee. Oh, and by the way, uh, my heart seems to have truly been healed. Um, I was off caffeine for, gosh, probably five months following my admission to the hospital with my little tachycardia episode. And the kind of tachycardia that I had is exacerbated by caffeine and stress. I've done a lot of work on reducing my stress and cut out caffeine during the summer and into the fall. And um, I'm having half calf now. So a couple of days ago, I decided to just do a little experiment. I'm doing half decaf and half regular coffee. And I have not been having any irregular heartbeats. So I believe God has healed my heart. Uh, so to everyone who prayed for me, for my heart to be healed, thank you. And for everyone who prayed for me for my back to be healed, uh, which is the reason that I missed Supernatural Saturday last month. Thank you for your prayers. It took about four or five days, but I finally uh, got the pain under control. Um, so thank you for that. And oddly enough, the pain reared its head again this morning. Uh, I just got off the ice. I was laying on, a, on, a, on an ice bag just before getting on the air. So it's back again. It's not, it's not that bad. It's like maybe one or two out of 10 in severity. Not too bad. And you know what? If you want to pray for me, I'm open to it. Let me tell you about the dream I had last night. So um, it was a short dream. And I saw a message. And I knew the message was delivered by an adversary, an adversary of the United States, actually. <clears throat> and this adversary does not speak English as their first, uh, first language. They would have normally written the, the message in their own language, but they wanted um, the Americans uh, here in, in the States to understand the message, so they wrote it in English. And the message was, we are coming for you. And there was a very threatening tone in the message. It seemed clear to me it was close to a declaration of war or a threat of war as in our enemies are coming for us. And um, that's the dream. Um, been having a lot of dreams related to radio still. I've had some dreams recently where God is illustrating the idea that he's giving me a new type of ministry and it's just starting out. 
Um, uh, I'm having a lot of dreams. I'm not posting a lot of them on social media because a lot of them are personal. Um, and some of them are not personal, but if I post them, uh, these dreams often get twisted in the context. A lot of people just don't understand uh, my dream language. So I, in order to uh, prevent confusion, uh, I'm not posting a lot of my dreams publicly because oftentimes when I do, it just, it just creates confusion. People misinterpret the dreams. Um, they tend, people tend to interpret dreams based on what, on their life experience, on their perspectives, their viewpoints, their political, religious views. And um, I just found it to be not that helpful. So I'm not posting a lot of dreams lately, but that was a dream I had last night. So what does it mean? Well, I'm concerned that uh, we have a very weak president in the White House right now. And he has done a lot of things to embolden and able and strengthen the hand of our enemies. He unfroze $6 billion, which gave Iran enough boldness and confidence to send Hamas into Gaza to kill a bunch of Israelis. If Biden had not unfrozen that money. I doubt that that would have happened. It may have happened uh, under other circumstances because because Biden, Obama, Valerie Jarrett, Susan Rice, and all the clowns who are running that show, they are sympathetic to Iran. They're sympathetic to foreign powers. What Obama started under his um, reign, uh, Biden is continuing. And as I said on a recent uh, interview, I think it was the last one I did with Mary Grace about a month ago, talked about the Q's post and the 16 year plan to destroy America. That plan to destroy America is back on track with Biden. They're back on track. And the last place that was left off that Hillary was supposed to finish under her eight years was World War III. That's the next item on the agenda that they did not yet accomplish. And I'm concerned that we are, you know, Elon Musk said, we're sleepwalking our way into World War III. We're not sleepwalking our way into World War III. Uh, I think there is a plan by the morons that are in DC. Uh, they actually want World War III. That's their plan. And they're going to make it come to pass. Um, so my, my main concern right now is that Iran has long been a proxy state of Russia and Iran has a lot of, uh, uh, reasons to be closely allied with China economically and, and for other reasons. So China and Russia are both backing Iran and Iran is behind Hezbollah and Hamas and all the other terrorist groups in the Middle East, all scattered out throughout uh, the Arab world. Iran is the largest backer and funder of terrorism. And I think that dream that I had last night where they said, we are coming for you, is a warning from God that I think we're gonna see a, a war on our homeland.
I think Russia and China, Iran and, and Pakistan, who knows what other countries will join in. I'm concerned that they're going to bring war to the United States, the homeland. Um, I know a number of people who have had prophetic dreams. Um, I actually had a prophetic dream years ago, probably eight years ago, where I saw uh, foreign aircraft bombing uh, positions on the West Coast. So I'm, I'm, I'm concerned. I'm not worrying. I don't worry. Uh, I don't worry about anything. Uh, I'm, I'm concerned that I believe um, we're going to see uh, a war here in the United States on our soil. Uh, look at all the people that are coming in to the southern border. Young foreign men of military age. You think there's a reason why young foreign men of military age are coming in across our border by the millions? I think they're setting up a scenario where they can uh, bring foreigners into our country, weaken our resistance, overpower us, and then launch some kind of an attack on us. I, I'm, I'm concerned that that's coming. So what do we do about that? Well, we pray. And I've been praying every night for months that God would establish his plans for peace. Uh, and I'm going to continue to pray that way. Uh, I, I see the revelation that God is giving me. I see what, what he's revealing. Uh, I, I think I understand where it's, where it's going, what it's leading to. Nevertheless, I'm still praying for peace. Um, you know, sometimes God reveals not what is going to happen. Sometimes he reveals what the enemy's plan is. And sometimes if we pray and intercede, we can prevent the enemy's plan from coming to fruition. So when God reveals, you know, things like war, uh, it's not necessarily just good to say, okay, well, we're going to have war. There's nothing we can do to stop it. You know, let's just have it have war. Um, I, I think it's our job as, as uh, believers to pray against the plans of the enemy, regardless of what those plans are, whether it's sickness or you know, destruction of the economy, destruction of our military, whatever it is. When God reveals that to us, many times he's revealing the plans of the enemy and he wants us to pray against it. We don't, we don't know what's going to happen. I, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I've had a lot of revelation from God about what might happen. So um, I think we need to double up our prayers and keep in prayer and intercession and do everything we can to storm heaven and defeat the plans of the enemy. All right. Uh, let's see. Who else has their hand up? That would be exactly nobody. All right. Nobody has their hand up. All right. Uh, I'm going to go a little bit further into this conversation. Um, back in January of 2021, actually three days before Biden took office, January 17th, 2021, I had a dream and I've talked about it periodically since then. And it was a dream about military storms. And in that dream, I saw several scenes that represented the idea of military storms coming to America. And subsequent to that dream, I had a number of other dreams where I saw the military taking over communications, saw the military confronting higher education, 
Um, I saw a number of follow-on storylines in dreams that had to do with the military, uh, sort of assuming control of things here domestically. And with this dream that I had last night, I started to think, okay, if I put all these dreams together, what kind of a picture might they paint? And uh, I, I'm starting to think that it's possible we may end up under martial law here in the States. Uh, I could see a couple of scenarios where that might happen. One of which is the deep state decides to take out Biden and try to replace him with Gavin Newsom or someone else. Uh, how they do that, I'm not gonna speculate. Um, I don't think Joe Biden is going to be the ultimate candidate that the Democrats put forward in 2024. Uh, Biden is, um, he's, he's, he's toast. There's no way he has any chance of winning the election against Trump. Even a rigged election would be hard to pull off with the kind of economy we have, with the kind of voter sentiment we have. There's no way Biden has a chance to be Trump and they're not going to just let Trump have the election. They're gonna do something to try to prevent that from happening. So they could put up someone like Gavin Newsom. I think he's the strongest candidate. Uh, he certainly looks like he's preparing to make a run. He's been you know, going to China and, and going to all these places and being seen with people um, who, uh, it looks like he's, he's trying to make himself look presidential, look like a candidate. So uh, setting that aside for a minute, um, if Biden was incapacitated for whatever reason, and I'm not even gonna even speculate on how or why, but if Biden were incapacitated and no longer able to fulfill the role of president, and let's say Kamala Harris was not able to fulfill the role either, and we had no president, um, it's, I could see a scenario where the military took over temporary control of government, especially if we got into a war. If we get into a, a, uh, a shooting war with Russia or China or Iran or all the above, and we're, we have a domestic war on our territory, on our turf here in the States, and we have an incapacitated civilian head of government for whatever reason, Biden and Kamala Harris are no longer able to do it. We don't have an election yet. We have no president. I could definitely see the military taking over temporarily, taking over control of the government and instituting martial law. If we're in a domestic you know, war on our, uh, on our homeland, I could absolutely see martial law being imposed. And that would explain a lot of the things that I've seen in dreams having to do with communications shutdowns, communication restrictions. Under martial law, the military is the supreme commander and <clears throat> civilian control of the government is done. Civilian control of the courts is done. Everything's under uniform code of military justice. Uh, going back to the 1930s, the FCC um, enacted um, an Emergency Powers Act that gives the federal government complete control of all communications domestically. During World War II, 
the government shut down all ham radio operators except a few that were that were basically um, working with the government in civil defense capacity. But other than that, there was no ham radio operators allowed to broadcast. Uh, I, I could definitely see the United States coming under martial law and a lot of restrictions being put in place. Restrictions on communications, they could shut down telecoms, they could shut down the internet for national security. Um, and that is what I've been seeing over the last three years in my dreams. I've been seeing loss of communication, loss of internet, loss of cell phone. And God has been continually getting me ramped up on all these other communication means, whether in the satellite, receivers, mesh networking, amateur radio, GMRS, all these other uh, modes. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to take um, all these diverse pieces of the puzzle and put them together and see if they can make a coherent puzzle. And that's kind of what I'm seeing. Um, I, uh, and, and you know, the issue of, mil of uh, martial law is one that strikes terror in the hearts of a lot of people because some people are only used to thinking, and, and, and it's kind of, we need to talk about military coup as well because President Trump was removed from office through an intelligence coup. The intelligence agencies of the government removed a duly elected president and rigged an election to remove him from office. <clears throat> People say we don't do uh, coups in the United States. Uh, president Kennedy was removed through an intelligence coup. He was killed by the CIA. Our, our military and intelligence community has been doing coups since 1953 when we removed the Shah of Iran. And we've been doing uh, political coups ever since then. Central America, Asia, Africa, our intelligence community and military has removed dozens of political leaders around the world and installed puppet dictators who beholden to their agenda. We've been doing that for decades. And they did it to Trump. There's no reason why anyone should believe they would not do it to Biden. Uh, I think it's highly likely that Biden is going to be removed somehow, some way, at some point. And, you know, if the deep state figures it's it's their best move to remove Biden and run things with their military, they might do that. So the specter of military uh, rule, martial law, good thing or a bad thing? It depends. It depends on who's in control. If Lloyd Austin and the woke tards at the top of the military right now are in charge, it'd be a worse nightmare. We would be we would be very quickly living under something like communist China uh, conditions. They would impose every restriction lockdown that they could, and they would try to enslave us. You know, the danger with that is um, there are 18 to 20 million uh, veterans in the United States who've been trained to use firearms, and many of them have firearms. United States citizens have um, over 400 million guns and a ton of ammunition. You think you're going to enforce lockdowns and imprison a bunch of armed citizens who are pissed off at the government? Not gonna happen. 
uh, if, if they were dumb enough to try that, it would be a suicide mission, which is why I don't think that would happen. I don't think that the woke generals and the deep state would be dumb enough to try to force armed hundreds of millions of armed citizens under their control. It would just be suicide. It'd be a bloodbath and it'd be over in about a day or two. So I don't think that's going to happen because I don't think they're that dumb. I do think there are patriots in the military who love this country who might have a plan to assume control and remove the other guys from power. Uh, essentially a mutiny within the military. I think it's possible. Uh, I think that the patriots in the military are only going to let this charade go on for so long. And I think at some point, some of them are going to step up and exert uh, a little bit of power and um, start to set things right. That's my belief. That's my hope. Uh, I, I don't know that we have any other hope, a better hope. Uh, I, I think our best hope is to remove. Now, I'm not endorsing, I'm not endorsing a coup, but I think that if the deep state removes Biden, removes Kamala Harris, um, that would provide an opportunity for patriots in the military to say, okay, well, you made your move. You took those pieces off the board. Now I'm, we're going to make our move. And they could then uh, do what they have to do, what they feel is necessary to save this country. So this is all speculation. Um, I have received a bunch of dreams over the last three years that um, that suggest some very interesting and some difficult times ahead. I think we're going to see regional uh, power outages, internet outages, cell phone service disruptions. Um, I did have a dream earlier this year where I was walking through a debris field. I found a two meter ham radio antenna in a debris field, picked it up and I was scanning it with a Geiger counter to see if it was radioactive. Um, I don't think that nuclear war is out of the question. If we get into a hot war with China and Russia, I would expect it to culminate with a nuclear exchange. I'm praying against it. I don't want it to happen, but I think it's a possibility. Um, I know that there are prophetic people out there who have said, we're not going to have nuclear war. We're not going to have world war three. That's fine. They're entitled to their opinions. Um, I'm entitled to my opinion. And I think the further this uh, scenario plays out, the closer we get to the possibility of nuclear war. Like I said, I think we only need to pray against that, obviously. So, um, if you're wondering why I haven't been so active on social media lately, it's because I'm doing a lot of thinking, a lot of praying. I'm making a lot of preparations to be a resource in a time of very, very difficult times. I think we're going to have some difficult times ahead. And I think uh, the time to get prepared was about two or three months ago. I think we still have some time to get prepared. If you, if you haven't, you might want to consider doing that. <clears throat> and my book on emergency preparedness and off-grid communications is going to be coming out soon. Um, I finished the manuscript. My editor and I were going back and forth 
Um, I put this manuscript together very quickly. I wrote the book in two weeks um, and it wasn't complete. I've been adding sections to it as we go. It'll be out soon, uh, right after the book, the full length book on emotional healing and deliverance. That is just about done. Denise is almost done formatting that. So that'll be out in a, in a week or two. And then the book on emergency preparedness and communications will come after that. All right. Uh, looks like we have a few people with their hands up. Uh, all right, HP, you have your hand up. HP, if you could unmute yourself, what's on your mind? Well, <clears throat> give me just a second. I just ate a piece of chocolate thinking that- You're eating while you're supposed to be talking and asking a question. <laughs> Come on. No, I can do both. I can multitask. All right. So much for ministry. It is wonderful. Um, I have been saved now for about 16 months. And for the last three or four months, I keep getting the message from the Holy Spirit. It's time to grow up. It's time to grow up. It's time to grow up. And and it means in, in my understanding that God wants me to step into my power and authority. So I'm reading now. And I'm about halfway through your book, Power and Authority Made Simple. And it is just firing on all cylinders. It is hitting everything that I have instinctively, but it just fleshes everything out. It, it, it cool. is just the perfect book for where I am in my walk with God at this moment. It is so, um, perfectly synced up that i just want to thank you for that now to what you just said you know you've got well over 200 people here and i agree with you um i'm concerned for the future as well and i also know that where two or more gathered together jesus is in the midst so i think it might be well uh before we leave today for you to lead us in a prayer where we can all together petition the father and pray against this because there is power when we all get together and pray and i think that would be wonderful we we are all of the same mind i think we all agree we want these things to happen um and i think it would be a, a lovely opportunity just to get together I feel like God is calling us to step up and ramp up more as warriors because we are awake and we see all the possibilities and and we have more power through intercession with God than other people who aren't awake. And I think it is time for us to, to step up and start stepping into our power through prayer. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, thank you for your comment. And I'm glad that the book has helped you. Um, I, I love hearing <laughs> feedback from readers. Let me know, is the book helping? Uh, am I over the target? Is it doing what it's supposed to do? So I, I very much appreciate your feedback. Daisy Doodle, 
Daisy Doodle, you have your hand up. If you can unmute yourself, what is on your mind? Hey, um, here's my big question. I was listening to your um, comments about martial law. And what I want to know is what should we do if something like that gets announced? You know, like as soon as you find out, what should we be doing? Okay. That's a good question. Uh, all right. So the issue with martial law is that in most cases, um, the Constitution is suspended. So your right to free speech, your right to assembly, your right to a speedy trial by a jury of your peers, your right to own a handgun and conceal carry, those rights are suspended during martial law. Uh, the military can impose curfews, and if you are if you violate a curfew, they can arrest you and detain you. Uh, you can be arrested for a lot of behaviors that are not would not normally warrant detention uh, under under normal circumstances. If the if martial law is declared, and they announce that protests and public assemblies are no longer allowed and you go downtown with a bunch of people and you're protesting, you can be arrested for protesting. So martial law is a completely different game. And if the civilian courts are not open under martial law, you will be tried uh, in a military tribunal uh, if you're arrested and charged. So if martial law is declared, it's very important to know that martial law has been declared in your area. Now, martial law can be declared by a governor in a, in a crisis. Uh, it can be declared during a hurricane, a natural disaster. They can declare martial law. If there's looting and, and widespread civil unrest after a disaster, if there's an economic collapse and people are rioting and, and panicking, the governor or you know, president could declare martial law. Um, if we get into a situation where we lose communications, lose cell service, lose internet service, be sure you have access to an AM FM radio. Now, most people who have a car have an AM FM radio in the car, although some of the new cars are not going to have an AM radio. They should have an FM radio. In most metropolitan areas, there are radio stations that are designated as emergency broadcast stations. In an emergency, those stations should be broadcasting 24 seven uh, updates, news, information, information about martial law, information about the duration of the crisis, the extent of the crisis, what's going on. So not a bad idea to look up in your area which AM and FM radio stations are designated as emergency broadcast stations. Uh, we've got an AM and an FM station here in Phoenix and one in Tucson that they're emergency broadcast stations. They have backup emergency power generators. They'll be on the air in a, in, a, in a crisis. And so I'll be tuning in to one of those stations to get information about what's happening. Uh, bottom line is, if we do get into a situation of martial law, just realize most of our civil liberties are going to be suspended temporarily to maintain order and, and to get rioting and you know, civil unrest under control. Hopefully, if that happens, it won't happen for very long, um, but be aware, uh, martial law is a completely different game.
All right. Uh, let's see. Christine, the other one. Christine, you have your hand up. If you can unmute yourself. Christine, uh, what's on your mind? Oh, no, Charles. It's Charles, the other one. Why did I say Christine? Did I, did I tell you that I've been up since about uh, 3 o'clock this morning? <laughs> That's okay. I've got a relative named Christine, so. Hey, Charles. Let her know. Hey, um, you, you answered uh, half my question earlier um, about your, your new book on um, uh, emotional healing. Um, but my, my question is that, is that uh, going to be out in, you know, you said in a couple of weeks, is that going to be out in Kindle only, or is that going to be also in print form? Yep. That will be both Kindle and print. Um, and this book is, uh, <laughs> my gosh, uh, it'll be interesting to see how people react to this book. Uh, it's going to be a little bit different from a lot of the books that I write. Most of my books uh, <clears throat> in the kingdom of God made simple are a lot of teaching teaching scripture, uh, some of my own personal experiences. Most of this book that's coming out on emotional healing and deliverance is based on testimonies. Um, I have received a lot of testimonies from people over the years who have been healed of various physical ailments, uh, emotional trauma. They've been set free of demons. And they sent me their testimonies and gave me permission to publish them. So this book is going to be heavily based on testimonies. In the first six chapters, there is some scriptural teaching, some of my own experiences, uh, a, 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 an explanation of how the soul is wounded, how altars and fragments, soul fragments are created, and how they can manifest as physical illness, things of that nature, how demons interact with soul, uh, soul fragments. That'll be the first part of the book. The second part of the book is going to be um, testimonies. And the last six chapters have to do with um, trauma-based mind control and satanic ritual abuse. So I ran into a woman named Svali. That's her, her pen name, not her real name. Svali was a high-level Illuminati mind control programmer. And <clears throat> in fact... By her own admission, she carried on the work of Dr. Joseph Mengele. So Mengele was one of the pioneers of mind control programming, going back to World War II and the, the Nazi concentration camps. Mengele came over to the States after the war and continued his research on mind control. And this woman, Svali, member of the Illuminati, she says she carried on that work. Her role in the Illuminati was to do research to determine the most efficient way to control people through mind control programming. So she got out of the cult in, I think, 1995 and has been writing on the subject of mind control programming, trauma-based mind control. And she, um, she, because she knew how people were programmed, she was able to deprogram herself. And so I contacted her and she gave me permission to paraphrase and quote a lot of her observations in her articles that she has on her website and some of her books. Um, so it'll, it'll be very interesting to, 
to see how people respond to that. It's those chapters are going to be very difficult to read for some people because she talks about how they uh, instill trauma-based mind control programming into people, and it's through torture and rape, and sometimes they end up murdering people. It's um, it's a very dark subject, and it'll be hard for a few people to read, um, but uh, it will it will be helpful for those who run into people who have been victims of this kind of mind control. There's practical steps in there that'll you can take to help these people become you know go through the process of deprogramming and emotional healing. So that book will be out in a couple of weeks. It'll be available in print and Kindle. And I should talk to Steve and see if he's interested in doing uh, the audio version. I haven't, I haven't talked to Steve yet about doing the audible version. Um, I will, I'll talk to him probably this weekend and I'm guessing it'll probably be available on audible as well. All right. That is the answer to that question. Desert fire. Desert Fire, you have your hand up. If you can unmute yourself, what's on your mind? Desert Fire, hit the unmute button on your screen. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Great. Hi, Dave. Thank you so much for what you do. I really appreciate your ministry. I have been thinking about your dream. And the thought that crossed my mind is, what if our military permits an initial attack? Because what that would do would be to wake up so many people. And also like what happened in Israel, they said they had an initial um, uh, intelligence that the attack was going to happen there. But it gave them the opportunity to strike back, whereas maybe before they would not have had that opportunity. Just a thought. I'd like to know what you think about that. Okay. That is an interesting thought. Um, my my counter to that would be: will the, Would the military let a foreign adversary uh, conduct, you know, uh, an attack on our country? I, I don't trust the current leadership of our military very much. I don't think they have the best interest of the republic in, in mind. I think they're controlled by the deep state and I think they're complicit in a plan to destroy our country. So would they potentially allow an attack to happen even if they knew it was going to happen and did nothing to stop it? I, I think that's possible. I think it's possible. It's, it's also possible that an attack could be launched on our country domestically and they would not see it coming and it would happen anyway. So whether, whether our leaders in the military knowingly allowed an attack to happen or it happened by surprise, the end result is going to be the same, I think. Um, we would end up having uh, some kind of you know, military attack on the country, and then we have to defend ourselves. The issue that needs to be considered is, we have a lot of assets overseas, military assets overseas. <laughs> We've got uh, probably half of our people in uniform deployed in Germany, in Asia, all over Europe, uh, 
Southeast Africa. We have a lot of assets spread around the world over 150 some military bases. That leaves us very vulnerable here in the homeland. If, so, if some country, Russia or China, whoever, attacked us here domestically, uh, we don't have a whole lot of assets that we can move quickly to counter that attack. We have some assets, but there are a lot of assets overseas. And that is, that's the difficulty of fighting wars on multiple fronts. We're trying to help Ukraine, we're trying to help Israel, and then if we were attacked domestically, that makes it very difficult uh, operationally. So again, something we all need to be praying about. All right, uh, let's see, Judith Walker. Judith Walker, you have your hand up. Judith, if you can unmute yourself, what's on your mind? Hi, Dave. Uh, and quick question, it just seems kind of basic to me. If the, uh, the left was able to remove Biden and Kamala Harris somehow, why wouldn't they be forced to follow the Constitution, which says that the Speaker of the House becomes the president? Because the left doesn't really acknowledge the validity of the Constitution. They just don't. Um, <clears throat> if you've noticed over the last, you know, period of time, um, the left, the deep state, the, the administrative state, whatever you want to call them, they make their own rules. They have no regard for the law. They have no regard for the Constitution. They do what they want. Uh, the, the, the persecution and prosecution of President Trump, his illegal removal from office, uh, the witch hunts that have gone on, all show that these people are lawless. They don't care about the laws. They don't care about the Constitution. They will, the Supreme Court told the Biden administration, you do not have the authority to forgive student debt. You can't do it. And they did it anyway. <laughs> Biden just two weeks ago announced he's gonna uh, forgive what, $9 billion in student debt? Uh, they just don't care about the constitution and the law. They'll do whatever they wanna do. So if, when it comes to removal of Biden and Kamala Harris and <clears throat> who would be the, the, uh, the successor? Uh, you know, there's what the constitution says and then there's what the people in control wanna do. So, I would not expect that they would follow the Constitution because they never do uh, in, in for any reason. Krishna, you have your hand up, Krishna. If you can unmute yourself, what is on your mind? Hi, Praying Medic. Thank you so much. I You're wanted to know, um, I have a quick question <clears throat> on how do you how do you work around, how do we pray for Curses that are keep being put on the family. I mean, do we have do I have to daily go about breaking them, or is there something I need to do deeper to try to get yeah. over this? That's a good question. Um, <clears throat> that is a very good question. I, I have a friend named Mark Buhite. Uh Mark is with he's prophetic guy. Uh, has a really really good anointing for healing and prophetic words. Um, that, that dude, I haven't seen him in a long time, but when he would uh, would be together, he would just start reading my mail. He'd be like, 
God is saying this and God's going to do this and he wants you to do this and you got to charm at these people. And oh, by the way, you've got all kinds of word curses spoken over you. You need to be breaking curses every day. <clears throat> there are some people who uh, take the view that we should be breaking curses that have been spoken over us all the time on a regular basis. Because if you have people that you know, friends, families, frenemies, um, acquaintances who are continually speaking ill over you, you should probably spend some time breaking those curses, uh, right? So breaking curses is not rocket science. We have the authority vested in us by the kingdom of God, authority given to us by Jesus. Jesus gives us authority over all the power of the enemy and curses are one of the powers of the enemy over which we have authority. So you can break a curse simply by saying, by the authority vested in me by the kingdom of heaven, I break the power of this curse that has been spoken over me. Now, if you know what that curse is, if you know what the person said, you can specifically address what they said. If you don't, you can ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you specific issues that people have been speaking over you or spoken in the past. Holy Spirit will give you wisdom, words of knowledge, specific issues that need to be addressed. And uh, the third option is just a generic statement. I break the power of all curses spoken over me by anyone uh, who is trying to damage my, uh, hurt me emotionally, trying to prevent me from walking out my destiny, who is trying to <clears throat> uh, slow down my ability to uh, you know, move forward in God's plan. You can just use a generic statement. I break the power of these curses. And if you, you know, it doesn't take long. It takes 30 seconds. So do it every morning when you wake up. When you get up, have your coffee, break some curses, uh, and see what happens. All right. Let's see. Uh, Sue, Sue, if you can unmute yourself, your hand is up. What's on your mind? Sue, you got to hit the little mute button on the phone to unmute yourself. Sue, are you there? Yes, I am. Um, I got dumped out of the call and had to rejoin when when, oh. you, when you, you said that's okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. So about I didn't that. know who you called. Um, I would like to, hello, you don't need to bark. I would like to ask you to pray for me. Okay. Um, I am dealing with, uh, my son just about a month ago committed suicide. Okay. And, uh, you know, before that I, I was, you know, I've been reading your books. I've been feeling like I'm communicating with God better and, you know, listening more. Uh, I've been a Christian all my life and I believe that God speaks to me all my life. I can tell you things that he told me when I was 10 but uh, I just feel like I've gone through a dry time and then since Davey died I I haven't even been dreaming the little bit that I'd started to dream dreams have always been hard for me 
to remember what they are. And I just feel very <sighs> separated from God. And I feel um, just a lack of, like, <laughs> how do I go on from this? Okay. Yeah, I've, you, been doing, I've been walking through the emotional healing steps, uh, and it ask, helps. Yeah, so you're going through the emotional healing. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. I'm going to pray for you. Thank you. All right. All right, Lord, we ask you to bless Sue with dreams, visions, angelic appearances, encounters, and encounters with Jesus. Lord, we ask you to Visit her, speak to her, comfort her, encourage her, strengthen her, and empower her to walk out her destiny even more so now in the aftermath of the death of her son. We ask it in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. All right. Uh, Carol, Mattia, Carol, if you can unmute yourself. Carol, hit the uh, little mute button. Your hand is up. What's on your mind? Hey, can you hear me? I can hear you fine. Oh, wow. Um, first of all, I want to thank you. Uh, about a year ago, February, I found you on Telegram, and I was listening to Emotional Healing, and next thing I knew, on a, on a dark Saturday or whatever, I was hysterical crying, and I knew that something happened to me. Can't tell you really what it is, but I knew, and I started reactivating my faith, and um, so all of that's great. So I've been reading your books. I've been trying. The, the thing is, as much as I, I love the Lord and everything I feel, I, I don't feel like we're connecting. And, you know, I've tried to heal vacuums and other things like that, and that's not working. And I know I've, I've listened to you on every podcast, and I know you tried to heal 500 people before you got your first one. And don't start with cancer, start with the knee. I get it. Um, but I think there's also a lot of stress in my life and I just feel like, what do I need to do to, to break through? The other thing is when you talk about like the healing, like go back in your past, I don't, am I the only one in the world that doesn't remember their childhood? You know, I no. try, but so there you go. That's my, uh, my plight. Okay. Uh, Carol, it's, it's actually pretty common for people to have amnesia regarding their childhood. Um, one of the things that I address in this book on emotional healing that's coming out is the issue of childhood amnesia and how amnesia is caused, not always, but in, in this context, many times people have amnesia regarding their childhood because they have alters and fragments, parts of their soul that were created during traumatic events. And those alters and fragments hang on to the memories of the events and they don't share them with anyone else, right? So inside of your soul, there are a whole bunch of little people running around. Uh, in your case, uh, probably a lot of little girls who have different, slightly different personas and different views on life, and they were created during traumatic events. And like I said, these altars and fragments, they hang on to the emotions and they hang on to the memories of traumatic events 
And when they do not share those memories with the main part of your soul, the core, you have amnesia. You can't remember the event because that that memory is being held by uh, an altar or a fragment. And you need to, if you go through the emotional healing and coax that altar or fragment to share with you the memory, you will suddenly remember those the event and then find another one and get them to talk about the memory and then you'll remember more events. So emotional healing is, uh, is a process. And if you had a somewhat traumatic childhood, it can be a long process. All right. Next, Linda McKinney, a woman with initials LH. Your hand is up. If you can unmute yourself, what's on your mind? Hi, Dave. Um, thank you for all your, um, I followed you for a long time. Thank you for all your work and writings. What would you say? I have um, had a lot of physical problems and I've, um, I've spent a lot of money the last year going to different doctors, specialty doctors that use different types of healing mechanisms, maybe from Germany or whatever. And um, I just like, I don't feel good. And I've done all this. I've done all that inner healing. I have access to really good people for that kind of stuff. I've been a Christian my whole life and I just feel really low because I'm just not feeling well. And I've spent uh, probably $50,000 in the last year and a half. And I just have a lot of uh, physical problems and not the kind that you'd go to the doctor and they'd say, Oh, you have this. It's, um, it's the autoimmune kind of things, but it's, uh, it's really just taking me down. Yeah. Um, have you received any revelation from God about issues in your life that need to be addressed that could be the root cause of the autoimmune problems? Well, I, I have, I have dealt with those, you know, I didn't have this problem till I got a flu shot in 1990 and, I've just slowly fallen apart and I, I keep trying to, I go the spiritual route with the inner healing and I've done all kinds of work in that. And then it just, I, I'm getting, I, I'm getting worse. Have you gone through deliverance? I have. Okay. Uh, let's see. I'm just going through a little mental checklist, you know, deliverance, emotional healing. Uh, have you dealt with, you know, things like curses, generational curses, generational issues like that? I have. Uh, okay. <clears throat> in my book, uh, Power and Authority Made Simple, there is a chapter in that book that has 20 different issues that can block healing. And I, I don't have the time right now to go through all of them, but uh, if, you, if you have that book, you can go to that chapter, and it'll give you issue by issue, the different things that can stand in the way of, of physical and emotional healing. And I would suggest just get the book, go through that chapter, and then you know have a conversation with, with the Holy Spirit and say, look, is this an issue that I need to deal with? Is this is there some blockage? You know, and hopefully you'll eventually find out what it is that is blocking your healing because God does want you healed. Can you say the name of that book again? I got a phone call right when you were saying that. Oh yeah, it's my it's my most recent book. It's called Power and Authority Made Simple. Oh okay. And there's an entire chapter on the issues that block healing. 
so I would definitely look at that and uh, maybe you can identify something. Okay, thank you so much. Power and authority made simple, okay. Power and authority made simple, yep. All right, uh, let's see. Linda McKinney has her hand up again, and so does Bill Zachman. Uh, so does Ella, Ella Monroe. Well, Ella Monroe, you have your hand up. If you could unmute yourself, Ella, what's on your mind? That was an accident. I've lost my voice and I've been looking to try and have some prayer. Okay. You want me to pray over you? That would be wonderful. All right. Everybody on the live stream, we're going to pray for Ella right now. Lord, bring your healing presence upon Ella. I command evil spirits, sickness, and disease to leave right now in the name of Jesus and do not return. Command her vocal cords to be healed. I command all soft tissue to be healed. I command her lungs to be healed, respiratory system healed, immune system healed. Lord, bring your healing presence upon her and give her the ability to speak. All right, Ella, there you go. Dennis Homan. Dennis, you have your hand up, sir. What is on your mind? If you can unmute yourself. Hey, Dave, good to uh, talk to you again. Good to talk to you, sir. Yeah, um, you've been a great mentor with the healing process. I've started it earlier this year, and I've had some success helping people. Haven't had, you know, a consistent breakthrough on that. And I think one of the problems that God is telling me I'm having, and I keep seeing the scripture always, is Jesus said to bless those that persecute you. They have a lot of evil going on in this world. And whenever any of those particular people come into my mind, the anger comes up and it is tremendously hard to not think anything, but literally almost cursing them. And of course, yep. that's not what Jesus did. It's a tough one. So I don't know what you do. I mean, I can, I can pray against the evil, but it's kind of hard to pray and bless those people. Yep. Would you like a suggestion? Yes, please. All right. My suggestion for what it's worth is um, I've had a lot of people who have done some very dirty things to me over the years. Uh, right after I got saved in 2000, uh, my life got flipped upside down and I got attacked by everybody. I got attacked by employers. I got attacked by doctors. I got attacked by friends, family. I had so much betrayal in my life. It was ridiculous. And it's interesting that all of this happened right after I came to Christ. <laughs> and one of the very first lessons that God had to teach me was the power of forgiveness. And so I began to, to try to forgive these people, but it's very hard to forgive people. And it's hard to bless those who curse you when you're dealing with this anger and indignation over the things that they've done to you. It's, it's really difficult. Uh, fast forward about 11 years and I began to learn about emotional healing. And for the last you know, 10 or 11 years, 
God has been walking me through the process of getting healed of the trauma and the anger and the resentment and the, that I have held toward these people who have done me harm. And what I found is as I have released the anger and all the negative emotions related to the things that these people have done, uh, I've not only walked in better physical health, I've walked in better mental health. And uh, my, my attitude on a daily basis doesn't have the highs and lows. I don't have those deep <clears throat> times where I just feel like people are out to get me and, you know, life just sucks. Or those times where I'm just brooding and moody and angry over, you know, whatever someone has done to me. Those times, I hardly have them at all anymore. And that's due to the emotional healing process. So if you're dealing with that, uh, it's emotional healing is it's hard to overstate how powerful it is. It's an easy, it's a simple process. And some people think, you know, well, I just do it once and, and I'm good. You know, I dealt with my past, you know, issues and, and I'm okay. Um, I have found that I have to go through emotional healing on a daily basis. As, uh, either as I encounter people <laughs> who online or in, in real life, people who get in my face, attack me, criticize me, you know, try to marginalize me, whatever. I have to go through the emotional healing process and get rid of the junk that they just deposited, you know, uh, on the roof of my car. Like, <laughs> I don't want to drive around with all this junk on, on my car all the time. So I go through the emotional healing process and I get rid of that stuff. And um, if you're if you're struggling with physical illness, if you're struggling with depression, if your mood swings, if you're just feeling unmotivated, if you feel like nothing's working, uh, I would I would spend some time going through your past relationships, issues that you know, family, friends, you know, whatever, and do some emotional healing. It's going to free you of a lot of that stuff. All right. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Ash Anon. Ash Anon, you have your hand up. If you can unmute yourself, what is on your mind, amigo? Hey, brother. Um, thank you so much for um, doing what you do. Really appreciate you. Absolutely. Um, I just wanted to ask you a question. Um, I'm kind of going through a process at the moment where the Lord has blessed me with an opportunity to share what he's doing with me, our relationship, how he communicates, very much dream-led uh, and focused uh, and visions as well now. I'm dealing with this, what I can only describe as like a imposter syndrome. And I'm trying to, again, just exactly what you just spoke about and addressed with the Dennis, the other brother, about how to deal with those that you love that have literally turned their back on you now that you're stepping forward in your face. So I just wanted yep. to see if you could even do that. Thank you. All right. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, uh, <laughs> previously, um, but we, we're, we're all going to have that, that problem where people very close to you, people you love, people you've trusted your whole life are going to not understand you. 
you start stepping out in faith, you start talking about the Lord, you start talking about your politics, your political views, you know, your views on Trump, your views on Islam, the war in, in the Middle East, whatever your, your issue is, you start talking about those issues around certain people and you're going to be criticized, rejected, marginalized. Some people, if they're older brothers, parents, they might tell you to shut up, mind your own business. You don't know anything. You're a dumb kid. You know, be quiet. Um, <clears throat> again, when you, you know, start to walk in your identity, when you manifest the gifts that God has given you, when you start to prophesy, when you explain the revelation God has given you through dreams, when you um, start to stand on your own two feet, especially if you talk uh, in contradiction to the mainstream media's narrative on anything from COVID to the war to, you know, uh, reproductive rights, whatever the issue is, you contradict mainstream culture, you're going to get pushback. Friends, family members, colleagues, and again, part of, part of the issue that we all need to deal with is coming to terms with our identity in Christ. God made us a certain way to carry ourselves with a certain message, um, to fulfill a certain destiny, to reach a certain group of people, and we need to do that. <laughs> we need to do it with humility, but we also need to do it with boldness. Uh, not brash arrogance, but confidence, boldness, confidence. Be confident. If God has given you a message, confidently speak that message. And if people throw tomatoes at you, you know, Paul said, wipe off the dust from your sandals and just move to another town, go to another house, go to another community of people where your message will be received. Um, not everyone's going to be able to receive your message. And... Jesus did not do many miracles in his hometown because of their unbelief. Um, and he said, uh, a prophet is not without honor except in his hometown and among his family. Family of Jesus did not recognize him for who he was, even after the miracles, because they were so familiar with him. He was there. He was, what, a carpenter's kid? He's the Messiah? Are you kidding me? He's nobody. Right? Your friends and family, the people that know you the best, they cannot appreciate what God is doing in you. They just can't. I mean, some some of them will, but a lot of them will not be able to understand what God is doing through you. So um, be careful who you share your messages with. Uh, some people are just not going to receive it. All right. You know what? It looks like nobody else has their hand up. So I am going to jump off the live stream because my lower back is starting to hurt a little bit. Uh, you see, I've been wiggling around a little bit. Um, I probably need to go lay on some ice. And if you want to pray for me, I would be happy to receive your prayers for a little bit of uh, relief of lower back pain. Let's pray for peace in the world, specifically, um, specifically peace in the United States. Because that dream that I had last night, it seemed to be a warning that uh, we may be seeing uh, enemies wanting to attack us here in the States. All right, so Lord, we ask you to establish your plans for peace in the world and peace in the United States. We ask you to send angels of peace throughout the world, angels of peace to visit the positions 
and centers of power in the United States, locally in state government, in local government, and in federal government, we ask you to send angels to establish righteousness, justice, and peace in our country. We ask you to expose the plans of the enemy, plans for war, let them be exposed, let those plans come to nothing. Lord, we ask you to establish your plans for peace in the world. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. I'm going to bounce. Thank you for joining me on the live stream. Uh, again, Supernatural Saturday, uh, second Saturday of every month, 1 o'clock Eastern here on Telegram. Replay will be available on Rumble and the Telegram channel and on my website, prayingmedic.com, and on the other website, prayingmedic.org. It's going to do it for today. Love you all. Take care. I will catch you on the next broadcast.